nobody in the New York Yankees. The shortstop, number two. Welcome back. This is episode 147 of the NYYST podcast. I'm your host, Christian. As always, joined by my co-host, Chris. You. And Stat Guy Rye. What up? Yes. Are you ready for some football? Because no. baseball season's over. So, yeah. You know, Yankees lost uh, Sunday night. So, that's it. Series is over. Got it. It's a I wrap. Mean, I mean, I got it. I really got to start getting into what Daniel Jones is doing. I'm sure you want to figure out, you know, how well Carson Wentz is throwing the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's really not much else to uh, to to say here. The series is over. Yankees, you know, they're tied, but the series is over now. You Done. Know, so, did they play any games in New York yet? Uh, they played zero games uh, in the American League Championship Series at, at Yankee Stadium. Uh, but they have a win still. Yeah, the series, and it's over. The series is tied, but because they lost on Sunday night, the uh, series is over. Was Yankee okay. Twitter that bad last night? I'm not talking about the Boone haters and anything. I'm asking just in general. Was because I tried to stay away from it because I was getting harassed the entire night by Astros fans. Harangued. Um, was it bad? Like, was it like was it done? a five star harassment? I think it might have been. Yeah. Okay, so you know, if it, if you want to harass Chris, uh, five, you want to give Chris a five star harassment, do it on iTunes. Leave us a five star rating review and harass Chris. I wouldn't even call the cops. Call the cops on your ass, though. Okay, call the cops, bro. You got to so, give him reason to call him. So, you know, uh, Ryan punches you in the face, and I kick you in the face when you're down. So I think I, you guys are all talk with this punch in the face. At this point, that's Ryan. If Ryan's gonna, no, I'm not talking. We have like a there's a deadline for it, so I'm. If Ryan's gonna, if Ryan's gonna pee out on it, I mean, can I? Can you just do me one favor? What's that? Not you, me, Ryan. Yeah, what I gotta move over? No, no, no. Back up? No, no. Can you make sure that I just don't have a dip in when you punch me? Oh no, I'm I'm not making any promises, bro. I respect that. I'll make you swallow that dippies. No, but maybe I'll try. Or I'll 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 hit you on the opposite side of whatever the dip's laying. Okay. In your mouth. That's fair enough. Right. So was Yankee Twitter bad? Like did they was it more of like a hey, listen, tough loss, but we're heading back to New York one one. No, it was more like, Hey, I know better than the manager though, so he's stupid and I'm smart and you know. Yeah. Well and as, the sky is falling. If you're watching this this episode, we got a little new uh breakdown of what we're going to talk about so that's coming up if you're watching us on youtube nyyst podcast make sure you subscribe right now leave us a couple comments how you feel about games one and two i'm a little uh i'm a little conflicted on this punch here because i'm watching him in the camera here he's got that chin that just begs to be punched but it could be so big that it it might might too much fat here it might it might not hurt him it's like so big it's just like this big giant calcium deposit it might not even affect him i'm thinking jesus punch in the right in the eye and when he's got his glasses on this way the glass shatters and gets stuck in his eye and he has to wear an eye patch for the rest of his life i was thinking jaw no i think good jaw i think if you get your eye all all cut up and shit with glass that would be much better that's fucking great that would look cool maybe we'll get sympathy uh Sympathy downloads. 
What Did a- you see this kid who has one fucking eye and just sits there and talks about the Yankees like some asshole? No. What? Me. Oh, he. Oh, you. <laughs> That's him, I guess. I thought you were talking about somebody on Twitter. Did you feel bad for him, though, when I was saying it? No. I don't really feel bad for many people. He has one eye. He's still got a one other eye. Mm-hmm. Right? How, how bad are you going to feel for a one-eyed guy? One-eyed guy. I agree. All right. So, uh, <clears throat> recording here Monday night, we said we would come back, and we finally kept the promise, so hooray for us. Uh, you really, There's really not much to break down on game one except for the Yankees won seven nothing. Uh playoff Tanaka in full effect. Six scoreless innings. I didn't even realize it. He allowed one, one hit. hit. And mm. the minute face the minimum. Yeah, because he had double two double plays. He will, excuse me, so I had some DPs turned behind him. I think he walked a guy and uh Yeah, one walk. Here's what I want to say about playoff Tanaka. It's a real thing. It is. Now there's analytics nerds on Twitter that they they have these their accounts and their their whole purpose of the account is to tweet analytics and try to prove to you that certain things aren't real, that a, a pitcher's uh, Sierra their fielding independent PP whatever it is FIP, uh, Tanaka's numbers are the same in the regular season as they are in October, so they're trying to tell you right. that playoff Tanaka is not a real thing. And it's just false. This is where I get lost on analytics. You can't tell me that playoff Tanaka is not a real thing. The guy has not allowed more than one earned run. Is it? It's right. No, two. When did he, he allow two? Earned he said, runs? "Oh, this this postseason." No, when did he allow two earned runs in any postseason? Start? Last year. Did he? Yeah, a couple times. Uh, he has two games with two earned runs in the postseason. The rest are either zero Okay, in the wild card game in 2015, he allowed two runs. In ALCS game one, he allowed two earned runs. And then in his other uh, f- five starts, he's allowed one or zero earned runs. That's 41 innings pitched with six earned runs. Come on. That's a playoff Tanaka right there, that's dude. A, it, Look at the opponents, too. You got Houston, Cleveland, Houston, Boston, Houston, Minnesota. Those are, They're boppers out there, dude. They're not scrub Orioles, and, Royals teams. And what's Tanaka's, like biggest weakness has been the giving up the home run ball yes yeah, i mean he allowed he's two facing in the, teams uh, that can put it out at any time he's, he's allowed, allowed two in the wild card game and since that wild card game back in 2015 he's only allowed one postseason home run that was uh last year's postseason. he's allowed three uh home runs and 41 postseason innings that's wild it's unreal so playoff tanaka is a real thing so you can take your analytics and you can shove them up you your just, ass it, there's no denying it at this point Oh, well, you know, people, it's just, I just, I'm done. You know what the worst part is? Uh, What? It's Yankee fans telling you that playoff Tanaka doesn't exist. Uh, Because you know what? People are fans of analytics more than they are of the the team. That's what the issue is. They're slaves to these numbers and they believe like it's like it's written. Like like God came down and gave it to Moses. These are like the Ten Commandments and you cannot break them. That's what analytics are to these people. They believe. They are, this is religion to them, and it's. I don't want to get into a whole theological debate here, but uh, analytics, please. I have a, there's a place for them, but if you're going to tell me that playoff Tanaka is not real because his his advanced analytics are close to being what they are in the regular season, it's just not. It's just not true. If you want to give me statistics of, um a guy based on matchups or just what he's done in the postseason or what he's done on the road for the regular season. Just just stuff like that. 
you want to throw it my way just so I can see it, just so I can learn it, fine. But don't try and negate what you're watching based off of statistics. Don't try and tell me that there, that playoff Tanaka doesn't exist. This guy's ERA in the postseason now is close to being one. I think it's like 1.32. It's unbelievable. But Chris, there's so many mitigating factors in the you got to take into his hard hit percentage and 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 if and if he wasn't pitching you have to make sure that uh you have to they have metrics that make all the ballparks the same and and it's just too much for my it's just too much for me but here's the thing for me it's just like at that at one i feel this way throughout the whole season but especially when it comes to the postseason all i care about is how many runs is he giving up and how many runs are is the batter scoring for us, producing for us? That's all I care about. If you're not doing something, one thing that the Yankees didn't do last night that they did every single game so far this postseason was get find the productive outs. Even when guys were making outs, they were they were productive for a lot of the time, which led to bigger innings, which led to wearing down pitchers. Last night, they, you know, Verlander didn't look unhittable last night, but that's what a great pitcher, especially in the postseason, does. They find a way. Clearly, he was on short rest against Tampa Bay. He just didn't have it. But last night, he really didn't have his best stuff, but he found a way to contain this offense. They're sweeping that series. I mean, if you're taking two in St. Louis, you're not going home and losing a game. Can we get off topic for one quick second? Uh, after the Nats won the National League Division Series, I think it was on it won last Wednesday, Wednesday night. I think it was Thursday morning. I tweeted this. I don't think it's a coincidence that the Nationals have now won two, and they're and it looks like they're on the way to a possible sweep here. They won two winner go winner take all playoff games, the Wild Card game and Game Five of the DS, and come from behind fashion. I don't think it's a coincidence that that happened after Bryce Harper left the ball yeah, club. I we talked about this, you know, in via text message. But I agree with you. I and people <laughs> people will sit there and and fight you on it. But oh, but his WRC plus is this right? I don't. You know what? Again, this is where analytics lose me. You can't quantify everything that happens in numbers. Yeah, Bryce Harper's a great baseball player. That doesn't mean that he is a winning baseball player. And it doesn't mean that we're right in feeling this way. It's just what we're observing and what we've heard about what kind of guy he is. He seems like a guy who could be toxic in a clubhouse. I don't know. I mean, the Phillies were supposed to be a lot better than they were, right? They got rid of their manager, right? I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't put that all at Bryce Harper. No, 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 no. Dave, I'm not. I'm I not mean, putting David, that. You know, look at guys like David Robertson. Robertson was supposed to be a big piece of their bullpen. You know, a guy pitched. How many innings did he pitch this year? He was hurt. For it's not that I'm putting it on Bryce Harper. All I'm saying is he moves to a different city, and now that team is like in shambles. I mean, they were they were expected to be much better than they were, and now they're going to be trying to hire a new manager this offseason. I don't know. To me, I look at stuff like that, and you know, if somebody wants to say it's a coincidence, fine, but I don't think it's a coincidence that all of a sudden now that they had. They they were in the playoffs four out of Harper's seven seasons in in Washington, and they never got over the hump. The second that he leaves, they win two uh, 
winner winner take all games from behind too from behind and look against the 106 win team in the Dodgers as yeah. well on the road and and I as much as I say and Harper that, wasn't just some piece he was the face of that franchise oh, yeah. and it's not that I'm putting it all on Harper I think a lot of it had to do with Ryan says it all the time we say it all the time on here the timing of baseball is the most important thing in the world and when the Nationals found a way to win that wild card game, whether it be on the hands of the you know the right fielder, the Brewers or not, they found a way to come back and they rode that wave all the way through so far this postseason. So many clutch hits are ready for them so far. I mean, you had Juan Soto in that first wild card game. I think Soto again hit the tire against Kershaw, right? And then Kendrick's hit the uh, Howie Kendrick hit the walk yeah. off, uh, not walk off, hit the grand slam. He off. hit a home run off yeah. of Kershaw. Grand slam. Yeah, they've just got but some did, clutch Rendon, hitting. No, Rendon hit the first. The Grand Rendon. Slam wasn't off Rendon's Kershaw. Rendon's having a nice postseason. Adam Eaton's starting to turn it on. The Grand Slam wasn't off I Kershaw. I understand no, no, that, wasn't. but Kershaw gave two home yes. runs. I believe it was to Rendon and then Soto hit yeah, the game time. Yeah, I think home. so. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, all right, nobody cares. All right, yeah. who gives a shit about them? All right, so now <clears throat> series is tied 1-1. Yanks, you lose a heartbreaker Sunday night. I think the game ended at, like, what, one thirty in the morning? Yeah. It was, you know. Pretty quickly. Pretty rapidly in that in that inning, you know, and that's not the first time Fox nearly missed uh, a walk off home run because you you didn't even realize it. You know, a lot of people were complaining about that actually. For our broadcast, it was all right, but for some people, it like just cut back on on screen. Did it do they, that? No, I don't. I it seemed like it just cut back on for me. Where well, we like, have FiOS here, and I, I you have know. Optimum, yeah. right? So it could have been a little different. And I remember when Aaron Boone hit the walk off in 2003. Fox barely made it back for that too. Oh, yeah, he was just getting up, walking up to the plate. But I mean, it kind of sucks because in any scenario, looking into this series before it started, if I told you the Yankees were heading back to New York, tied one to one, you're you're taking that every day of the week, and you still are. But because Game Two with Verlander on the mound, with our pitching staff really doing a great job and only giving up two runs up until that 11th inning. You had that game at your fingertips and it and it take and you know it took a lot out of you to watch them go down and lose that game when you had when you had that game too at your fingertips. Well, the game was over the second Johnson and Wiseka took the mound. I'm just you just got an extra reprieve like a one extra inning. And you I mean we say it all the time too about Jonathan Loisaga. How sucks. good is his stuff, though? He sucks. He does. He can't throw strikes. But you I mean, yeah, I mean, come on, bro. I, you just. But I mean, Gary's got to. Gary's got to hit. I mean, Gary's got to come through there. And and you know, I, he got he. I thought when he hit that ball off the bullshit rafters, whatever the hell they are, they're called steel girders. And then I'm like, home field advantage, right? Imagine he hits a, a home run here on this next pitch. Then he somehow gets this awful umpire to say he foul tipped it. And then the umpire in the back of his mind goes, I definitely fucked that one up. And he gives him a pitch two feet off the plate. Now, now I'm not sitting here saying Gary Sanchez got screwed. He got, he got way more opportunities than he should have. But that doesn't make an, an 
doesn't make it excusable for that umpire well, you know, to do what you he have did. Ki- you ever you tell your kids two wrongs don't make a right. Right. Okay. So I agree, I fully un- agree with that. Because like, after that foul tip, you what if he screwed hits a home run? up? So now you're going to screw up again, right? What Just if he because- hits, What if he hits a home run next pitch? Is that fair to the fucking Astros? I mean, that's bullshit. He should still be held accountable for that. I mean, Yankees couldn't hit the Brett Gardner. He had a hit in the sixth innings. From that point on, they didn't have another hit again until Brett Gardner said. All right, let's again break down the, uh, some of the moves. All right, I'm sorry. The, well, I mean that's a pretty that's pretty terrible if you go from the sixth inning terrible. until the eleventh inning without getting a base hit. Terrible. Well, n- neither team did. Yeah. Well, yeah. But then for the Yankees, Gardner was then the final hit of the game in the eleventh. Terrible. So there's two big plays in this game or decisions, really th- maybe three. Let's start with the first one. In third inning, Paxton, he goes to get some. Beautiful move. Agree or disagree? Agree 100%. We, yeah, I, I love that move. I absolutely love that move. If you're not going to look like you're at your sharpest and you have the bullpen that the Yankees have, there's no reason in trying to figure things out during a game against the Astros. You go right to your big guys in the bullpen. There's one, way, there's somebody, one way you're going to beat this team as far as the pitching goes, and that's not allowing a big inning. And... When Paxton doesn't have his stuff in the first inning, when he really kind of just gets by in the second, and then in the third, he's given up, what did he give up, a couple base hits there? Or maybe walked a guy, base hit, I forget. But at that point, I mean... what two is, singles. Brantley singled and then Altuve singled. What did everyone, including myself, rip Boone for last postseason? For letting guys like Seve and CeCe go too long in those games. And next thing you knew, it was 16 to nothing or whatever it was. You can't allow that to happen. I love that move. I thought it was a perfect, perfect move. Well, somebody was saying today, I think it was Francesca said that he had, if it might have been anybody but, or it might have been on case show, I forget. If it was anybody but Verlander on the mound, maybe it was only one nothing at the time. Maybe he lets uh, Paxson try to Absolutely. get out of the inning. But because it was Verlander, you know that you can't give up another run in that situation. Sure. Sure, and it's going to be even even shorter tomorrow. I'll tell you that, because Garrett Cole's on a on another plane. I don't know if they can afford to uh, be in the bullpen in the third inning tomorrow. I think we'll, we'll get there in yeah, a second. We will. Okay, so we're all in agreement that it was a good idea to to take the ball from Paxton, right? One hundred percent. Okay. Now, who came in for James Paxton? Chad, Chad Green. Green, who was throwing friggin' bullets out there. Probably the best I've ever seen him, to be okay. honest. Two strikeouts and two innings. They couldn't touch him. Now, he threw, what did he throw, 26 pitches. 21 for strikes, too. You know, <clears throat> George Springer is due up. Boone comes out, brings in Adam Adovino. First guess, do you like the move, do you hate the move? Before seeing the result? Uh, yes, that's what first guess means. I, I definitely questioned it, and I didn't like it. No, it it made me scratch my head. I had no the, issue with it. I didn't. It's not that I had an issue. It's more of the fact that I was sitting there wondering what was going on and why he was going to the bullpen, which is the first time this entire postseason that Boone has made me question it. Because this is what he does at Chagrin. And I just, I think, here's where I have a problem with it. From what it sounds like, he he let the analytics in that moment get the best of him because you have a guy out there just dealing and at that point here's the question at that point 
if he leaves Green in there for Springer and Springer hits that home run off of Green, are you questioning Boone for leaving a guy out there who's looked absolutely dominant? I didn't question. I didn't care. Look, be honest No, no, no. With I'm you. asking you, it, would you feel in any way that Boone was at fault? I'm for very the- indifferent towards the move because I think that if you follow the pattern of how he's been making pitching changes in this postseason and how he uses Chad Green, Adam Adovino is coming into the game. That's just the way it is. I think a lot of people, and we talk about this a lot a lot on this show, people don't understand or they don't follow along as closely as maybe they should. Yep. And if you start to read the manager's patterns, then you understand why he does things. And then when you find out that Adovino would, uh, or Springer was 0 for 4 with three strikeouts against uh out of, out of Vino, then you understand it even more. This is where he's going to him. He got into the fifth inning. He wants to start going out of Vino Canely in the fifth inning. That's He got into the fifth inning with a lead. Is that right or wrong? Right. So that's when he's going to start using those guys. Yeah. I had no issue with the move. Now, the big the big problem is now that he hung a fucking slider and Springer hit, one, hit it to the friggin' train tracks or wherever the hell he hit it, and the game got tied. Okay. Listen, it should happen. At some point, especially with in the postseason with guys like Adam Adovino, these guys have to be held accountable. And the the problem that the fans have is that they're too quick to just rip the heads off of the uh, off of the manager and off of a hitter who's not hitting. But they don't look closely enough at the pitchers. Why? Let me t- let me ask. Let me say something. Adam Adovino, going to Adam Adovino in a game where you have a one-run lead is never a should never be a bad decision. That's why you have him. The fact that he couldn't execute what he needed to do is the issue. That's the issue. He's here to get that out. He's brought into that game just for what you said because he knows how to get Springer out. And he, and he fucking literally should have just teed it up for him at that point. So why is that Boone's fault? I do, I'm sitting here and I'm telling you I question the move. I don't necessarily agree with it. And I think he should have left Green in. And I'm not just saying that because Adam Adovino gave up the home run. That's how I felt. But Aaron Boone did not tell him to groove a slider over the plate for George Springer to hit and tie the game. That's on him. And we got to hold him accountable. Yeah, and I agree. I, I didn't like the move when it happened. But at the end of the day, I mean... Did the Yankees still have a shot to win that absolutely. game after that move didn't pay off? Yeah, they absolutely did, but they didn't freaking hit the ball from the sixth inning on. So Green threw 26 pitches. His limit is really 30-35. You got you to gotta understand all this stuff. You want to win last night's game. I completely understand that, but Aaron Boone still has to win four games in this series. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. This isn't the ALDS anymore. Okay, he's still got to win four games in this series. He's got one. He's got to win. He's got to win three more. How do you do it? Now... If you blow your if you blow your load with Chad Green to last night to pit, you know three innings to fifty pitches, you know you know you know you're only really expecting what four innings out of Severino on um, game yeah. th- in game yeah, three. I mean, he's gonna have a short lead. Who's gonna open the game on game four? Right. These are and all things that the Yankees are taking into consideration. I understand that it's the American League Championship Series, but it's not Game Seven. And you know, it's I f- not. I'm sorry, it's not an elimination game. It's not Game Seven. These things are going through Aaron Boone's mind when he's making uh, pitching changes. It, it has to be. I fought. I fought Rye last night watching the game. 
Because he was saying you would uh, lose. Jay Hap should uh, should have been brought into that game when CC was. And I'm saying to him, dude, you need someone to pitch game four, whether Hap starts or not. He needs to give you a lot of innings. You're not going to use him unless you absolutely have to. And even when they brought him in, I was shocked. I was, I, you know, because it was right after we had the fight. It wasn't really a fight. No. <laughs> but, you know. No, I get it. It makes sense. He you know? started warming up at that point, and I was like, wow, you know, Boone obviously wanted to win that game, and there really wasn't anyone left. But you still, I'm not saying that you don't take it game by game. You absolutely do. But you do have to look ahead somewhat and say, if I'm going, if I lose this game, I'm really putting my team in a vulnerable spot moving forward. And here, you know what? And I got to shout him out here because it gets lost in the fact that the Yankees lost the game. Tommy Kainley was outstanding, outstanding yesterday. Yeah, two and a third. Fucking outstanding. You want to talk about two of the best outings I've seen from two Yankees? Chad Green and Tommy Kainley might both have it last night. I almost hate to waste what Tommy Keenly did in a losing effort, but he was amazing last amazing. night. Amazing. And of course, going overlooked is Chapman throwing one inning and striking out the side. Well, here's the issue with a role as Chapman. And this is another thing that people don't understand because you're hearing on the broadcast that Boone said that, oh, Ch- I got Chappie for two innings tonight. Yeah. And then in the 10th inning, you know, he's not coming out. Sabathia's coming out. He threw 25 pitches. It's not a safe situation. Yep. The game's still tied. If you really think that Aaron Boone is letting a rollers chap and approach 45, 50 pitches, you're not paying attention. Look, if they're winning 3-2, hey. I don't even if they're there. winning, I don't mm-hmm. know if he's going to let Maybe not. Chapman but, game 2. If it was like a game 6, game 7, I'm sure, right? Maybe. Maybe but, if it was a clinch. I, yeah. I but no, I agree. Not in a game. Two. I I Too just even even if they were winning, even if they scored in the tenth inning, I can't see a scenario. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because he brought in Sabathia to uh, to to get the lefty Brantley. Maybe he would have let Chapman come and get the mm-hmm. lefty, and then maybe tried to piece it together with Wiseka Hap like he did anyway. Maybe he would have did that. But I can't I can't imagine that he would he would let uh, Chapman throw 45 50 pitches because then you know he's not used to doing that and you're gonna lose your closer for the rest of the series you can't again this is not a clinching this was not a clinching game this was not a game uh, a game where you're facing elimination where you have to do anything to stay alive yeah dude if we would have went up to nothing we're we're thinking sweep right now you know but yeah but here's it's still it's still you're still in an advantageous position here because you wanted to go home one one you're going home 1-1. One, one. Yeah, I was going to just say that, you know, it's not really the mindset to have in the postseason against a team like the Astros, but, you know, you did your job. No, you don't want to say, oh, it's okay to lose, right. but you got to understand something. This is, you know, the Yankees are probably sitting and thinking, hey, you know what, even even if we sw- we're trying to go for a sweep here, but how's that going to be possible if I burn Chad Green and sure. I can't use him for games three and four, and I might, might lose my closer because I'm asking him to throw 50 pitches in a tied game. How many times have we said that Boone is going to make these moves regardless of the score, even if it's tied, because he's going to rely on his offense to score a couple runs. They got into the Astros' bullpen. At that point, when you're the New York Yankees and you're as dangerous of an offense as you are, you have to you have to manufacture runs. You have to find a way to score a run there, and they didn't. That's where they lost the game. I'm sorry, but, you know, Going into all that, you don't you don't ever want to just say, "Hey, we did our job. We won one. That's it." But the goal, 
the way you beat a team that has home field advantage is to steal a game. They stole a game. I mean, that's anyone's goal, to win all your home games and steal a game. The Yankees did that, and that doesn't go lightly. They have three games in New York where the Astros aren't very successful in the postseason. I'm sorry. Yeah, they won that game in the wild card, you know, 2015, but it's a much different team, and they didn't win a game last year. Who won the Yankees? Uh, 2017. Positional-wise, besides Brett Gardner, there's probably nobody on that team. That's Tanaka. Well, position players, besides no. Gardner, who's no. on that? Is anybody Romine? on mine? Romy the homie? Maybe. I don't know. No, I, I, I don't, don't think know. he was. I think 2010 Romine came up. So then he would have been on a team in 2015. Oh, I thought, I'm sorry, I'm thinking World Series team. Yeah, I think he did come up in 2010, though. But anyway, all right, the other, mo- the other move here is on, in the, it was the sixth, right? Before you, before you get to that move, can I just say one more thing? Okay. Um, okay. Everyone freaked out about home field advantage for so long. But the second the Yankees, does any, everyone realize that the second the Yankees win game one, they have home field advantage at that point? Because you have three games left in Houston, three games left at home. But if you win your three games at home, series is over at that point. So you have to still be positive about this, even though, you know, they had game two right at their fingertips. All right, sixth inning here. <clears throat> you got two outs. You got how many runners? There's two on, right? I don't know what you're referencing right here. The Gardner? No, when, when you got thrown out at home. Yeah, on okay. the Gardner yeah, uh, yeah. hit. It was first and second. Yeah, yeah, he had first and second with two outs. Gardner rips a ball. Uh, Correa, it was two Correa? Yeah, deflected by second. No, it was two Altuve. Altuve. Okay. So Correa picked it up, and then you know immediately DJ's out by a lot. It's not even really close. And then immediately everybody's ripping DJ for going yes. home. And then then they realize he was he was sent home. So now they're ripping uh, Phil Nevin for sending right. him. This is what no one paid attention to. If you saw the replay, Carlos Correa is nowhere near nowhere the baseball. Near. It's unreal that he made that play. That's a he made a perfect play, and with two outs. In a tie game, with Justin Verlander on the mound opposing you, you you have to push the issue there. You absolutely do, and it's funny because I think it was that same inning when D- when DJ was on first, there was a liner to the outfield and they tried to double him up. But I said to Ryan, "I'm like, he's just too smart of a baseball player. He he knows how far he can get off there and get back." And then my immediate reaction to when he gets thrown out at home is, "Oh, shouldn't have fucking complimented him on that because." That was a stupid move. And then you see the wider angle, like you were saying, and you see Phil Nevin waving him home. If you really look at it, DJ kind of gets tripped up because he's in no way thinking he's going home, and he kind of stutters. If he doesn't do that, it's a lot closer of a play, but regardless, it's the right move, and it took an absolutely beyond perfect play to get him out, and Correa is just that good. And then if everybody likes to play the numbers, right? You would say 70% of the time you're scoring on that play, maybe even 80. Maybe it takes 80. A, it takes an absolute perfect play from the shortstop, Carlos Correa, to get DJ LeMayu at home. Now, meanwhile, you have a hitter on deck in Gary Sanchez hitting 180. So now you have an 18% chance of getting a hit in the right. situation. So play your numbers. Right. 
And it's not like it's not like the ball was right in front of Altuve, right in front of Correa, and he ran. Correa made a. I I can't stand him. I really can't. He's but. he's just it, not many not many um, shortstops are making that play. But he made an incredible incredible play last night, and you and honestly, I don't fault Nevin, and I don't fault. LeMayu for trying to score there. You have to you have to push the envelope. And especially when Nevin's watching that where he sees the ball. I mean, what else? I mean, what else are you going to no, do? No, you there? have to. It's the right move. And like I said, first take on it, I'm, I was I was pissed. I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? But you look at it, 99 out of 100 times, you're sending him. The only time maybe you're not is if Verlander and someone of a lesser caliber pitcher is on the mound against you where you still feel like, you know, you can get a big hit there. You, you're not that guy. You said it yourself. Gary's up batting 180 or whatever. That's one factor of it. And the other factor, the hell is that playing ads? I guess. You no, know, you know there's a silent. You know there's a silent. Button. I don't even know how that came. Okay. This is porn. You're watching. It's porn. not. I'm trying. I'm trying to get some information on Stan, which is our next topic on the show here. Um, but you know, lesser caliber pitcher, maybe you're you're risking it and holding him up and hoping to get that big hit. But you're absolutely not. I'm just gonna turn my volume down so I can open that up. I don't even know why the hell it's playing. So angry. It's the right move. It's 100% the right move. Yeah, you're talking about big hits. Who comes up with a couple of them in game one? John Carl Stanton, and all of a sudden, haters have nothing to talk about because you know he's their favorite player because he put one in the seats. And then we get the lineup, and we see Cameron Mabins in left field. Mm. That was fun. And I said, it, and Brian Hoke tweeted, that it had to be injury related. It just had to be. And I said, to, and I even tweeted this. I said, I don't want Stan to be hurt, but I hope that he is because to me, I don't want I I hate when teams get cute and start doing shit just to do shit because maybe they would felt that Verlander and his curveball was too much for Stanton but and I would rather an injury cause a lineup change than them just trying to do something for the sake of doing it when they were 4-0 in the postseason to that point. I I'm a little like I'm a little on the fence with the whole Stanton thing. A you can clearly see from that first ground ball of the first game of the ALDS in his first at-bat that he's not 100%. Was that his quad at the time? Was he still favoring the knee that he said was 100%? I don't know. I think the Yankees knew that he was dealing with some other pain, and that's why they brought Hicks onto this lineup because it's really telling to me that Stanton's hurt all of a sudden and Mabin is still starting in the outfield. If you're going to bring Hicks on, and then you're going to bench him, and then your guy goes down, and you're still not going to go to Hicks? That's telling to me. I think the Yankees knew something, and as we all know, they don't. the last thing they want to do is take Stanton off this roster because then he's done for the rest of the year. So that part's telling to me. A lot of guys are giving him a lot of shit, saying, hey, this is the ALCS, man. you got to play through the pain. A lot of a lot of big names out there, not just people calling into sports radio. Everyone's saying it. Is that fair? I mean, is that really even his decision for the New York Yankees right now? Maybe some other teams, but are the Yankees going to allow that? Whether he says I'm fucking playing or not, 
if he's the, if he's hurt and he had a, a MRI and it showed a whatever was going on, I mean, I don't think so. He's not, I, it just he's not Aaron Judge. He's not Glaber Torres. So if one of those guys comes to you and says, "I'm playing Skip," you're putting him in the lineup. And especially a guy that he's played what thirteen games this year, he's probably not fully healthy. I don't think the Yankees were gonna were gonna risk anything with him. And uh, Aaron Boone today said that uh, any information regarding uh, his his quad and his playing status won't come till uh, before the game on Tuesday because it's a very it's a very sensitive situation because if the Yankees have to. They have to make a call here. They have to either if he's going to be out of game two, maybe even three, then you don't do anything about it because you still have to look forward and think, hey, you know right. what? If we're going to win this series, if I take him off for three games and he's going to be fine after three games, I don't have him available to me for the World Series. Yeah, I don't know, man. And, and, and then like the third part of this whole thing for me as far as how I feel about and Stan it. Stan is three for ten with a home run off of Cole. He's the only Yankee with a home run off of Garrett Cole. Mm. So I think the Yankees really want him to be in the lineup tomorrow. Yeah. And like the third the third part of this all that I how I'm feeling is like regardless of what's going on, this guy just fucking hasn't been reliable. It's every time he starts to like kind of start hasn't been reliable this year. Yeah. This year. Okay. But you want, but you're making every time it, he comes back, he's seeming yeah, to get. He has not been reliable this year, but I don't want to take away what he did last year. No, you shouldn't. People talk, people don't give Stanton enough credit for what he did last year. They talk, they talk about his season. He would have been if Aaron Judge was healthy. John Carl stands on the IL last year. Oh yeah, he was dealing with the pain all season, all summer long. So you got to give him a little bit of credit for that. Now here's a question for you. DJ LeMayu. Do I still defend Gary Sanchez? Is that what you want to no. ask me? Uh, DJ LeMayu made those three plays in game one that were absolutely unbelievable. I don't think anyone else on this team makes those three plays. The scoops? Unbelievable plays. Two scoops like Raisin? Like, uh, Raisin Brand. Raisin Brand. Now, you do you sacrifice him at first base to DH Stanton? And play Encarnacion at first. Uh, yes, you do. You have to. Yeah, I, I, I mean that's a tough call if you got Hicks on this roster, but screw Aaron Hicks. If Stan's not healthy enough to go out there, but if he, no, if he's healthy, if he if can go out yeah. there, then I'm, the I'm sorry, are... you can't play Edwin Encarnacion at first base. You have to have DJ LeMahieu. I mean, that was a game changer. His defense, you know in what game it was. Right now, Edwin Encarnacion's not hitting either, so True. it maybe makes the decision a little bit easier if you want to bench Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. But here, you're not benching but, this guy, not for, not after what he did in the ALDS at home. Well, I would he, rather bench Edwin than not than have Edwin play first base. Though, if you had to pick between the two, would you rather bench Edwin and have Giancarlo? Or no, what would you have to do? Yeah, you'd put Giancarlo at DH, or would you rather start Edwin at first? That would be the move. I like Gio Urshela, but man, Edwin Encarnacion can wreck a baseball Absolutely. game. Absolutely, I know one swing. And we have, you know, we we talk to, we want to talk about the Stanton ripple effect. I mean, that's in this game. The one thing that stood out to me in Game Two was that you didn't have this guy now in the middle of the lineup. Who, yeah, maybe he only has one big hit that home run, but all of his at bats where he's 
gotten on base and had good at-bats and taken pitches and walking. Those were some big at-bats in the middle of this lineup. He, he saw a lot of pitches. He got on base a lot of times. And you didn't have that in game two. And you saw it. Because Edwin didn't do shit. Gary didn't do shit. The bottom half of this order, I think, went 0 for 17. How many uh, times did he strike out yesterday? Six, the six or nine hitters yesterday went one for 16 with five strikeouts. Who are you looking for? Encarnacion. Edwin struck out three he, times. And he struck out three times in game one. So you're really missing Stanton there, Oof. whether he gets a big base hit or not. Right. Did he strike out three times in game one? Yes, he did. Struck out six times in this series so far. It's not a good look. No, but he's going home now, and he's a... He's been a much better hitter. He didn't really do anything in game three. He had his two big games in the postseason at Yankee Stadium. Mm-hmm. Right. There you go. So you need him in that lineup. All right. So if Stan can't play, Hicks is in center field, Guardy's in left. Right. And you leave the infield alone. Right. Correct. And then Carnacion's your DH. But if they're going to push the envelope with Stanton because he's got that home run off a of, off of Cole... I mean, you got to do anything you can then to get him in that lineup, I don't even know. if that means DHing him. <clears throat> you call Harvey Dent, you ask him for his coin, you flip it, and do a little coin flip. You do a little coin flip. Speaking Head, of heads, it's Urshela on the bench, tails, it's uh, Encarnacion on the bench. Speaking Boom. of, that's Batman, right? Uh huh. Okay, that's the uh, Two Face, right? Mm-hmm. Look at look at this. Look at See? this guy. Hey, you proud of me? Uh, I actually wanted to say, you know what? To not playoff Tanaka reminds me of. You remember? You ever watch the Batman with Adam West? When he'd go flying into the what was it like an elevator? His back cave, and like two seconds later he'd come out. Yeah, he'd go down the fucking Batman. Yeah, that's that's Tanaka for me. He goes in the down, or we go down the fire pole into the back cave. And that was like my favorite part of that show as a kid was watching them when I'm like, oh, they're about to change. That's about Tanaka. To become Batman. He's not. The, he's not the same guy. That's fair. You saying cool. you saying he's Batman? He's fucking Batman. He is Batman in T- October. Batman Tanaka Masahiro Bama. But Matt, Matt, Bat Batnaka, Papa Naka. Um. <clears throat> so, John Carlos Stanton, do you ex- honestly, if you had a bet on it, you think he's playing again? Yeah, I think yes. I think he's starting left field. I don't think he's playing Game Three, to be honest. In Game Three, I think he's he'll be out there. I think if he's going to come back, it'll be Game Four. And if he does come back in Game Three, I think a lot of this had to do with them not wanting to start him against Verlander. God, you got to get him some at-bats against Cole if he's the only guy that has a home run against him. I don't think it has anything to do with him not wanting to get at-bats against Verlander. He's legitimately hurt. Against Verlander or Cole? Verlander. Oh, well, he's, I, I said Cole. Just you now. think that you think Brian, Ca- Brian no, Cashman... No, I was saying... Ver- I said uh, Brian uh, Cashman's got a heart of ice. You think he really cares uh, about no. anybody's no. feelings Dude, especially and the, made up an injury just no. because they didn't want him to face Verlander? No, but that was one of the narratives... Especially how good he looked in the in game one. I mean, he had a bomb home run. Yeah, you've been waiting for this guy to break out in the postseason. You know, a yeah, good game. you wouldn't bench you, him right after. You know, that. it was the best when the initial lineup came out. Everyone who hates Boone, who's been waiting for something to just rip Boone for, they went at it. They were like, "Here we go, Stanton finally looks good." Now this fucking idiot takes him out of the lineup. Perfect move, Boone loser. And then all of a sudden they, he was injured. So who did it turn to? Gary Sanchez. Uh, it turned out it was also on John Carl Stan. And gave him a reason to hate John Carl Stan because they couldn't hate him in, after game one. It's crazy, guys. <clears throat> it's crazy. So here now we're here. Uh, the only other thing uh, 
we need to really just bring up briefly is Glaber's five RBI night in game one. See my tweet about it? No, no one cares about your tweet. Oh, uh, yeah. A lot of people did, actually. Uh-huh. He's a... Uh, uh, oh, I got all these most, likes. Most, uh, oh, I got all these likes. Most RBIs in a game, in a postseason game since Robinson Cano 2011 oh. with six. And that's the actual, that's actually the franchise How record. many did Matsui have in the World Series? That in that game, game, six. Six. He's also, six. It, it was a, it was a uh, shared record between Cano, Matsui, Bobby Richardson, and... Um, Reggie Jackson? And Reggie Jackson. Yep. Well, Reggie Jackson didn't realize he was on live TV today. When, oh, yeah. And he was what? dropping a bunch of F-bombs on MLB Network. No way. Yeah. It's a great guy. Awesome. Cool. Great guy. I don't know. Whatever. Okay. Uh, look ahead here. We're tied 1-1. What's... I think the biggest factor in uh, this series going forward here could be the weather. It is not supposed to be very good on Wednesday. No. I still think they play, though. Mm. Not, not, I do. Not with the weather reports I've been hearing. I heard I it's going to stop. I heard it's going to be bad during the day, but it's going to stop. Ryan, why don't you have internet, bro? I don't know, it's man. A, I got to figure it's it out uh, for you, bro. It keeps going goes in out. and out. It's all right. I'm not complaining. It's the inner out, in, the in and out internet. In internet. and out internet. It's the outer net. Right now, it's the outer net. Yeah, it's right. Right now, it's not. All working. right, here we go. Wednesday. This is what I got right now. Showers early. Steady rain later in the day. Sixty-eight winds, fifteen miles an hour, which is good. Chance of rain one hundred percent. Wednesday night rain ending. Low 47, chance of rain 100%, possible rain of fall of over an inch. It says rain ending, but then it goes on to say possible rain of over an inch. Oh, that's the, what meteorologists do. It's going to be, regardless of it's whether it's... not going to snow, but it's 100% going to snow. Regardless if it's raining or not, it's going to be a nasty night on Wednesday. It's going to be 47 because it's going to pour all day even if it stops for game time. And I think you have an advantage. Uh, I think the Yankees have an advantage at that point. Oh, bless you. I think the Yankees have the advantage at that point. You got a team who plays half their games whenever it's a little too cold. Or a little too humid. It doesn't. They, they, they play in Houston, you dickhead. They, when is it uh, cold? Okay. You ever been to Houston at this time it's of year? It's 100 degrees at outside. Night, it was night, 70. At night. It was 70. Some yesterday. nights gets very cold. Dirty hobag. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to call me a hooker. No, I wasn't. I was going to call you a whore. Yeah. A whore. Anyway. So, you know, they're not used to those elements. I don't think anybody's and, used to those elements. And. If you can get that kind of disadvantage from Cole, maybe not getting a good grip on that ball, it's advantage Yankees at that point. Even well, if even if Sevy can't either, it's still an advantage for the Yankees to try and actually do something okay, against Cole. First of all, idiot, that's Tuesday. Okay, Sevy oh, versus shit. Cole is Tuesday. Okay, so so then uh, I didn't fucking ran- cancel I didn't that game. randomly pull this sweatshirt out of the closet today. This is my Ivan Drago sweatshirt. I wore it purposely because the way people talk about Garrett Cole, you would think that he's some Siberian Cyborg. monster he is. like like uh, Von Drago was in Rocky Ford. Now, the when I'm going to do this here, right? Okay. We're going to make we're going to make the correlation. Will the Yankees be there was two fights that Von Drago had in that movie. Number first one, Creed. He, he killed Apollo Creed. Right, 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 okay, he killed yeah. Apollo Creed. And the second one, he went toe-to-toe. He gave Rocky brain damage, but yeah, Rocky, did. Rocky won the fight. So 
which Yvonne Drago are the Yankees getting? Are they getting the one that's going to kill them, like legit kill them, or are they going to be the one where they're going to go to war but win the war? Uh, where are we going with this? I just think Garrett Cole's too good to not give him the respect and saying, I don't think the Yankees are going to do anything off of him. You don't think they're going to do anything off him? No, I think he's that good, man. I think he's, I think he's due to slip up. Now, Maybe. whether or not that means the Yankees tattoo him, but I think the Yankees could scratch a couple, at least a pair off of him at home. Hey, I, I'm going to be a meteorologist right now. I don't think the Yankees are going to do anything off of him, but they 100% could get to him and score a couple runs and win the game. I mean, he's due for a clunker, right? He had 15 strikeouts I hate his first that. start, 10 his second. What? I hate that. Like, because I feel it too. Like, when a team's going in, if the Yankees are going into a big series and they just won six straight games, you're almost feeling like shit. They're due to lose. And I hate that. Yeah, and then they're playing a team it that lost make six sense. in a row, and then they and then they lose yeah. the series. And yeah, the like, first inning. It'll but like, why is Garrett Cole due to to have a clunker? Just do the you want to hold on? Hold on. The odds, but do really. you want to know when this all started? He's 18 and 0 since he had a few bad starts to start the year. He's 18 and 0 with a 1.66 ERA. Because if you remember Rocky Ford, when Rocky right lands that hook and cuts the Russian, uh, Duke in the corner screaming, "See, he's man. He's not a machine. He's a man." So maybe we get a Rocky. Uh, so Rocky are the Yankees then Lemay who has to be the one that does it right because he's the machine. That's true. Mm. But he's, he's also maybe it's really a Terminator. But he's game. also Rise of the he machines. Was, but he's also a Rocky, or was a Rocky? Wow! Well, now, see now my brain is blowing up, guy. I don't know what Rocky <laughs> we're on. I got to make another Rocky now. Uh, I don't know, man. I hate to say that this team's not going to win because I think the Yankees are dangerous enough, just like the Astros are, to be any team, any given day, any pitcher on the mound. So it's not, not going to be easy. I'm no, not going to go not. out there and say the Yankees are going to knock Cole out in the third inning. But can they? Can they? Can they porch him a couple times? Maybe they could porch him a couple times. Why can't you know? I absolutely think they could. They could do the same thing they did against Verlander. Work him, get him out in the seventh. With you know, have two runs on the board. The difference that now would be how hey, you have to look at it. You know, the Yankees have. They're going to have the last at bats. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's to their advantage. And you would hope that if they get four innings to swing... First of all, you hope the game doesn't go 11. But if they get two full innings or two-plus innings off the Houston bullpen, you hope they can do some damage this time. That's number one. Number two, what is Luis Severino giving you in this game today? Well, You're going to listen to this Tuesday morning, so today, Tuesday, what is Luis Severino giving you in game four? Is four shutout innings enough to win this game? I think that's where you draw the line of saying, I need at least that from you. Well, is four shutout because then you can go out of Vino, Canely, Britton, Chapman. You can give each of those guys an inning, maybe sprinkle in green for a couple outs, figuring you're going to open them with him on uh, in game four. Here's the issue that Boone's <laughs> going to be faced with you're going to have to have a short leash on Seve facing Garrett Cole. You have to. Just like Paxton. You start to get in a little trouble. I don't give a fuck what inning it is. You're probably coming out of this game. However, if if there isn't a rain out the next day, you have to remember something. You're playing three straight games now without a day off. And game four, you're piecing together a bullpen game. No, you're playing four straight games without a day. No, if there's no rain out. 
if there is no rain out, if there is a rain out, then you're playing four straight games. Right, but I'm saying just in this situation, if there's no rain out, you're playing three straight games where that next game you have you're having a bullpen game. I don't give a shit if J Hap starts. It's still a bullpen game. If there's a rain out, that changes things. It and I think actually it changes, goes in their advantage. I think it goes to Houston's advantage. Why? Because they're bullpenning on Wednesday in game four as well. Right. So now if the game gets pushed back a day, they can go to Verlander in game four. But who are they going to go to in game five? It's going to be a bullpen They're going to go to Zach Greinke in game five. Or they can go to Greinke in game five, or game four, I'm sorry. They go to Greinke in game four, Verlander in game five. Well, and we get to go to Tanaka. Okay. So... I think the Yankees have an advantage if both teams are going with a bullpen game. But if you eliminate that, that I think that goes to the Houston Astros' advantage. If the Yankees do lose tomorrow with Garrett Cole on the mound, Garrett, who's Garrett. who's been unbeatable, and they go down 2-1, to one, are you nervous? Do you think that this team is on the brink of just collapsing? Be- no, I don't know, because they've had their... Anytime you thought this team would go into a tailspin, they never did this year. Okay, that's first of all. Number two, they all the the idea in this series is that you had to win all the games that Garrett Cole and Verlander weren't pitching and win the only one game that one of those guys was pitching. So you're still in play for that. If they lose, if they fall down three one, yeah, the series is over. Okay, it just is. I'm sorry, I hate to say it, it is. If any team's going to beat Garrett Cole. Garrett. It's going to be the Yankees out. That's home. that should be the Yankees chant. Garrett. 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 But and again, you got to hear about how oh, Garrett Cole grew up a Yankee fan. He was drafted by the Yankees and chose to go to college, okay? So how big of a Yankee fan are you? Because I'll tell you right now, <laughs> if the Yankees drafted my ass out of high school, you and I could have went to any college in the world. You think I'm going to fucking college? No. Hell no. I didn't even go to college and I wasn't drafted. Only I went for a couple of years. I was like, ah, sucks. Yeah, did you did you a lot of good? Yeah, but here's what I want to say: just comparing these Col- two teams. Chris went to collage. I went to collage. Here's what I want to say: comparing these two teams, not really statistically, just more of the, just how, just their makeup. The Yankees all year would come into a big series and maybe get shit on the first game, and you would think, man, this team's just they're going to get swept and they'd come back the next day and win some friggin' big time game and not even let it affect them where most teams would. The Astros are that same team for them to come out and really grind. And yeah, it wasn't easy for them, but for them to come out and still put that game aside, that seven, nothing game and come out and win when you only had two runs on the board. That's, that's a fucking great win by them. But the series hasn't gone off script yet. It has not. Who, which team is going to go off script? I see the Yankees going off script. That means that they win tomorrow. Right. Because right. even if Houston wins tomorrow, that's still not technically going off script, right, in your eyes? Yeah. No, that's, that's, that is the that script. Formula. That is the script. If you're writing the script for the series, the Yankees had to win game one, and Houston had to win game two with Verlander on the mound. So right now it's going to script. Which team is going... If Houston, you actually, if you think about it, Houston doesn't have to go off script because their script is to win every start that uh, 
uh, Cole and Verlander making. If they do that, they're going to the World Series. The Yankees are the ones that have to break the. They have to rewrite the script. They have and, to figure out a way to win one game where Verlander and Cole are pitching. And you know what? If they they need honestly, they have to do it tomorrow. Everybody, this is oh the shadows. Who cares about the fucking shadows? Okay, I don't care. Go out there. Well, the sun's clearly not going to be out. What? This. Oh, I keep thinking fucking tomorrow is the rainy day. Damn. Go back to collage, bro. I got all my rainy days mixed up, man. Strike out. Fuck. I think the biggest uh, key to tomorrow's game is getting Severino into the fifth inning. If the Yankees go get to Severino into the fifth inning tied or with a lead, the Yankees are winning this game. Well, hey, part of the part of the Astros script, too, is not only to win with Verlander and Cole, but to win with them going deep into that game. And if the Yankees can just stay patient against Cole and make him throw a lot of pitches, you gotta you gotta like their chances. The more obviously any team, the more pitches they see, the better the better chances they have. But especially with this Yankees team, I've never seen a team grind out at bats the way they have outside of game two. They didn't let Verlander finish seven, which is a victory for it them. It is. It is. They sh- that that's why that game is so tough to swallow right now because you did get into the Astros bullpen with a tie game. You have to, and you went to your big guns. I know Adam Adovino let up that home run, but everyone else aside of him was absolutely brilliant. You can't look, you can't fault Jay Happ for that last night because Jay Happ shouldn't be pitching in the bottom half of an extra sure. inning game. You have to win that game in Houston. When you're that close, you have to win that game before, before the Astros have a chance to get up in any bottom nine moving on with the tie game. If you can't scratch that run with Gary Sanchez up at the plate, you're not winning that game. So we got game three Tuesday. It's going to be a 408 start and just, I, you know what? Everybody's just got to just shut, shut up about the schedule. Okay. They just have to shut up about it because I know it sucks that the game's on at four o'clock, but what do you want major league baseball to do? Uh, Five o'clock? Okay. And there's still going to have people bitch and complain that because five o'clock, 80% of people are leaving work at five o'clock. That's prime commuting hours is at five, is at five o'clock. But you, you just got to shut up and deal with it. How's it? First of all, we're all Yankee fans, so we don't really care about what about anybody else. But how's that fair to National League Championship Series that they have to play all afternoon games? It's not. And Major League Baseball is not going to do that to their other teams. They're not going to show favoritism towards the Yankees. Maybe if it wasn't on TBS, I'd be a little more, you know, unbiased. To who? To the National League. Okay. Anyway, that okay. So that's number one. Yeah, and number two, they used to play. You know, they used to play the World Series at one o'clock in the afternoon during the week. When in nineteen twenty? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because they didn't have fucking lights at stadiums. Okay, so if you were a big baseball fan, how would you, you couldn't even you couldn't even listen? There wasn't to the, TVs then. Okay, you're missing the point. You fi- you live in an age of technology. If people dealt with that shit back then, you can clearly deal with it now. You can't avoid listening to it on the radio. You can't avoid TV till you get home. They invented these things called uh, DVRs. I don't know if you ever heard of them. Use it. You can't DVR a playoff game. Yeah, uh, you know what? You have to. You can't. No, you, you know what? You're going to have to. You can't. No, you, you, you DVR it, and then you fast forward in between pitches, and by the fourth inning, you're all caught up. You'll be well, caught up. By the fourth in playoff games? Yeah. 
All the pitching changes. By the by, by the second. Yeah, bottom half of the second, you'll be good. And the other thing is, I was getting to this with somebody today, a friend of mine, right? He's like, oh, no other sport does this, plays playoff games at 4 o'clock on the weekend. It's because, yeah. first of all, in basketball and hockey, they're used to playing every other day, two days in between. Baseball is a game that's played every single day. They're not going to skip days. They're not going to you know, play yeah. uh, seven games over 14 days. It's just not the way baseball is played. This way you get one game a day. It's just not going to happen. And if you look at the NFL, which based on the amount of teams that both sports have in their playoffs, right, not like 100 like the NFL, NBA and NHL does, they never play two games at the same time. Major League Baseball is forced in the, in the divisional round to have the game staggered where they might be running up against each other, but it's the beginning of one game against the end of the other game. So yeah. you, if you're not, if you don't have a dog in a fight, you're going to watch the end and then, and right, it usually right, doesn't right. really spill too much. At least this year it didn't. So, you know what, for one day you deal with it. It sucks, but it's one, it's a little bit of an inconvenience. What would, what's the alternative? The Yankees aren't in game three of the American league championship series. Would you rather have that? Or would you rather just be inconvenienced a little bit? Use your fucking DVR. You're paying for it, right? You go, go look at your cable bill. There's a charge for it. Use it. Stop recording fucking episodes of The Bachelor and uh, say yes to the dress. Are you talking to your wife right I'm now? I'm talking directly? to you. I'm talking to you. Seven nothing nationals, by the way. Oh, so this is not updating. Okay. No, I have no internet. He's got no internet. He's got outer net right now. Okay. Well, then all the more reason for that game to be primetime tomorrow because now it's looking like it'll be an elimination game. So so, so no no more episodes of the Cake Boss. Clear all that shit out. Miss Way, you got enough time to sit there and record the, the game. <laughs> Boom. You get home. You can, media, you can social media blackout. It's easy. You don't have to be on Twitter. L- listen, we got, a, we, got a, we got a God channel on uh in New York now. It used to be PLJ. They play religious music. I'm not saying become a religious fanatic right now, but you know what they don't talk about on that radio station? Fucking sports! They might With play. my luck, though, I'd put it on. They'd be like, well, the Yankees. How about that? Look, but, I, I, I'm okay. I've, I've come to terms with with the schedule. All I give a fuck about. Uh, you know what? The Pope did, did tweet the, uh, the Saints to victory did on he? Sunday. <laughs> He didn't realize. Oh yeah, by, he saw that. He didn't realize what he was he doing. He mentioned the football he went, Saints no, by accident. He hashtag Saints, <laughs> but like like re, like a religious saint. That's funny. And the Saints ended up winning yesterday. Hey, That's funny. He might have just blessed them all with a Super Bowl. Oh, you know, can he can can the can the heavenly Father send down a little blessing for Come the Yankees now. here? Come on, Father. Come on. Joe Torrey's sister was a nun, right? I believe. Was he? I don't fucking know. He. What's Hap's Was first? She? Hap's first name is James, right? It is. Did you see that this is the second game this year that if you combine the winning pitcher and the losing pitcher, you get the name of a Yankee pitcher. Oh yeah. The winner was James. The loser was Hap. And then remember, Adavino lost to a guy named his last name was Adam. Was the winning pitcher? So oh yeah. Adam Adavino. Now you got James Hap. Okay. What we got tomorrow? It's that guy Rye. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> you got Cole. Yeah. Hopefully. Predictions for tomorrow's game. Uh, I'm going to go same score, different winning team, 3-2 Yanks. I actually was thinking yeah. the same thing, man. I think I actually think it's going to – I don't know. I see. I don't see Severino keeping them to only two runs or even less than at that point. You hate Luis Severino. I just don't trust Luis Severino yet. He's got to earn my trust a little bit. You hate him. 
No, I, I love you're gonna Severino. Tweet Severino me. has my you know, favorite you're, you stuff know, on You're going to tweet me literally Rangers. seconds after the Yankees lose a brutal game and say, you still want to defend Luis Severino? <laughs> yeah, I'll get you, but I don't know, man. I'll go I'll go with the 8-6 final Yankees win. Oh, wow. You're, wow, you're going high scoring, huh? Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay no, you're going high scoring. Let's, let's break off that you, script. You huh? know who I think gets the big hit off of Cole? LeMayu? Nope. Edwin. That'd be sweet. I do. I think Edwin gets it. I think a judge is feeling himself right now. I think I think number ninety nine puts one in the seats. I think the Yankees need to rattle this guy early. Yeah, that'd be nice. Let the stadium do do the rest of the work as far as getting to him. He hasn't pitched in this type of atmosphere in this type of game. I don't want to see York. nobody in fucking business attire at this game either. Okay, you got plenty of time. No, you if tell you, your fucking boss if you gotta go. If you gotta leave work early, if you gotta go to work and leave work early to get to this game, you got plenty of time to throw a fucking jersey on. Oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. I don't. I, I, how many times I hear people say, "Oh, I didn't have time to change, bro." You know how quickly it takes to throw a hat on your head and put a fucking jersey on. I don't care if you still gotta yeah, wear do your, it every day. You look if, like you got signed or something. By I don't care if you gotta wear your slacks and your work shoes. Put it over your dress shirt. That look cool, bro. Put your goddamn jersey on, rock the NY in your hat, and let's go. Let's get fucking loud. Do you, yeah, loud. We already heard. The we already heard been. Bregman, I believe, and somebody else at the post. Bregman and Correa. Okay, fuck both of them. Number one and number two. We already heard them talking about how loud he gets in there. Rattle their fucking bones. Make them get so loud that they feel it in the side of them. Okay. Yeah. Right in there. Fuck. Guess what? Guess what? Garrett Cole's never done. In his career, poop standing up, One pitch, at Yankee Stadium, pitching a fucking postseason game in New York, yeah. New York. Okay, okay. Uh, he's probably never pooped against the fucking Yankees, but he's gonna poop standing up tomorrow because he's gonna shit yeah, his pants on right. the ground. Uh-huh. I call that the Tyler Wade, the poopy butt for Garrett Cole. Garrett Cole, you will lose. El Pupa. Is All that, right, is that Drago there? Yes, you will lose, Garrett Cole. You, if yeah. Garrett Cole dies, he dies. Yeah. All right. Thank you for listening to episode 147 of the NYYST podcast. Uh, right now, as it stands, we got games three, four, and five, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I would love nothing more than the Yankees be popping some fucking champagne Thursday Let's night around, go. Mid- yeah. around oh, yeah. midnight. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, you're coming over and popping too. We're going to pop. Really? Pop, pop. Cop your, calm yourself over. I'm saying if that happens. Yourself. We popping. Yeah, it's going to be a big magnitude. With, with the weather as it is, uh, it might throw a monkey wrench in those plans. Uh, Wednesday, would, if Wednesday gets rained out, they'll just go Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday games, four, five, six, and seven. And, you know. Question. You, wow, so they won't have a travel day? No. They'll just jump right into Houston? No. Question. You might not know the answer. Okay. In the postseason, because in the regular season, if the field can't, can't stand the weather, it's up to the grounds crew, correct, to relay that, and then the, what the umpires make the decision. It's probably Major League Baseball's decision because it was Major League Baseball's decision. Uh, Major League Baseball's decision to close the roof in Houston, okay, where in so the regular season it's up to the team. No way. I didn't yep. Know that. So that that's your answer right there. So if it were up to the Yankees, because of what you said, and and the Yankees getting the advantage of playing that game. They're they're gonna do everything they can to play, but if it's up to Major League Baseball, I think Major League Baseball takes over control of these situations. I in, would in I would have to imagine that because I do know, like I just said, that they 
make the call on the roof in retractable stadiums. Where mm-hmm. in the regular season, it's up to the team. Right. So there's your answer. And I'm not saying that Major League Baseball is going to be unfair to the Yankees, but they're not going to go that extra length to really try and get this game in the way it would if it were up to the Yankees. Now, if it's porn, they're not playing the game. If right. it's a mist, they'll play the game. If it's a drizzle, they might play the game. If it's pouring, if they're going to get an inch of rain, they're not playing the game. I and mean, who's going to want to watch that shit anyway? Exactly. That's and and, you, and you know what? I'd rather not play in that game because you want home field advantage. And who's... We're all humans. You think you're going to be at the same energy level when it's pouring fucking buckets out? Probably not. Probably not. I would be. Okay. And there, and there will probably be 18 people crazy enough to sit in the stands while everybody else will be undercover in the clubs. In the club? Find me in the club. No. Is there clubs at Yankee Stadium? Yeah, in the clubs. You know, like the Audi Club, the Pepsi Club. You don't know these things because you don't go to Yankee Stadium. Uh, because I don't fucking go to clubs when I go to Yankee Stadium. I fucking watch the game. No, you you know what? I heard you do go to clubs. Mohegan Sun. Okay, the Mohegan Sun Club. Okay. Delta. Skybox. Yeah, there you go. There's another one. Anyway, uh, thank you for listening to episode 147 of the NYYST podcast. If there's no rain out, we'll be back Friday to break down games three, four, and five. We'll be back Friday for Saturday morning. Uh Like I said, hopefully it will be a celebratory pod, but if not, then we'll be previewing game six. And then if uh, this thing just runs straight, we'll be back after the ALCS is over. Over. So if this is the last time you hear us until the Yankees hopefully win the pennant, let's go Yanks. I stole Ryan's gimmick, but I don't give a shit because it needs No, you didn't. You said let's. Uh, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Ryan! That guy Ryan. Chris, say goodbye. Peace!